Y'all, just so many things to shuffle around when you have someone show up early on you. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. (gasps) All right. You're listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Holoshesi. And before we get started, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all. Now that we got that out of the way, hi, peeps. Really excited, as always, to be with you all. And, um... Let me just say that we are in the month of August and it is one of my favorite months, my favorite month, actually, because it's my birthday month. So, y'all, if you feel an extra bit of joy, (laughs) it's just because I am actually coming up on another birthday. Actually, this week, y'all, my birthday is at the end of the week. And, you know, I love to celebrate. I love to enjoy life. And why not enjoy a little bit more when there's a special occasion? So there's the joy, y'all. But um, if you are new to this podcast, welcome. Hi, peeps. Really happy to have you all with us today. And especially because if you love a little bit of entertainment in the form of book reviews to know what you might want to check out sometime soon or a little bit of flash fiction. We have that book ending every episode and right in the middle that juicy bit is all of the mill spouse shenanigans that we in the military go through as military spouses. And if you are not a military spouse, y'all, you are still welcome. There is so much that overlaps and some curious bits. And so I welcome all here to the podcast. Now, let's jump into what I read this past week. Now, always reading a couple of books. And I believe last week, I told you all that I thought I was going to end up finishing one particular book. And then I Ended up finishing my audiobook instead, but I did finish a digital book this past week. The book is called A Very Typical Family by Sierra Godfrey. And this book right here, it was part or it is part of the big library read. Now it claims to be the first international ebook club. And it's pretty, it's pretty fun, I would say, to be able to download a book that is immediately accessible. And that is what they do through Overdrive and Libby, the Overdrive app and the Libby app. And they are connected through your local library. So if you want to read their books, and this book was, you know, July, the end of July, but they haven't chosen another book. And I actually am not sure how often they choose books. It seems like a couple times a year. So right now the book is still, even though it was like the late July read, it is still the most recent big library read, okay? And the book came out in 2022. Now my words for it, intriguing, obvious, novel. Now, intriguing. It has an intriguing premise. So this book is for those who really like a a good light read, but also a read that has a 
very intriguing premise. Now, the premise of this book is that a woman, she was a girl back then when she made this decision that ended up putting her two siblings in prison. Okay. And now she has to reunite with her siblings in order to inherit her mother's house. So that's the premise. And it's about the wackiness. If you read the book covers about the wackiness, the difficulties of family and Of course, off the bat, you want to know, what did she do to put her siblings in prison? And so it's very intriguing. The premise is very intriguing. And that's what kind of caught me. The first chapter is one of those quick chapters. You get thrown into a situation very quickly and you're moving along with her. And so it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty intriguing to begin. And you, of course, want to know what this thing that happened many years ago was. And so there's that. Obvious. So you get into the book. It's quite intriguing. I would say the first couple of chapters, very intriguing. And then you get to kind of the the main setting of the book, what was really going to be the focus. And the language, I would say, the writing itself does not leave room to intuit does not leave room to imagine what the character is going through or even show some of the emotions. I think the writing really makes it very plain what the the main character is feeling or why she's doing something. And so it becomes very obvious sometimes. And for me, that's a little tedious. I like to do a little, which is counterintuitive, right? I like to do a little work. I want to see a little bit more on the page in terms of like showing me. And, and and for the writer, it feels like maybe the idea is that you don't have any doubts. But I think there's enough there for me to not have too many doubts. But then she explains, in case I had any doubts, which becomes kind of obvious. And so I felt that way through a lot of the book. The... Last word, novel. No, I don't mean the noun, novel, but I mean the adjective novel. So it's a novel idea. I already talked about the premise. Very intriguing. It's interesting. It's not done a lot. I haven't seen that particular premise before. But in terms of careers, I thought the career that she chose for her protagonist and then the later career that she chooses for her protagonist, I think is fascinating. Pretty novel and really what the sister, the sister is part of the book that you get a chance to meet and then later the brother. I think they have some really cool careers and I enjoy learning a little bit about different career fields through novels. I find that pretty cool. So it was, it was novel to get a little bit of a taste of what it is like to work in these different career fields that they work in. So I thought that was really cool. Once again, the book is A Very Typical Family by Sierra Godfrey. Came out in 2022. My words are intriguing, obvious, and novel. It is a book that you should check out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day, the early homecoming shuffle. Y'all, so here's the question. Have you ever had anyone show up for something early that you did not expect and you were not quite prepared for? Mm Mm-hmm. 
even outside of the military life, right? You may have thrown a party and somebody got there early or you were supposed to pick someone up from the airport and then the plane landed early. You know, we we mostly have all been through a circumstance where someone showed up or somebody just popped up on you. Mm-hmm. They just popped up on you. You're like, oh, I wish I would have had some warning, some type of you know flag to just tell me, be prepared for this, but you were not ready. Okay, so let me just tell y'all, I got this cryptic message from my husband last week. Now they were out. It was going to be a short amount of time to begin with, but they went out. And when I say went out, meaning they went out to sea. They were on an underway, just the language they use for what I think most people assume to be deployment, right? So it wasn't a full deployment. They wouldn't use that language, but basically, yes, they were not anchored in the port. They were away. Okay. So I was prepared for that. We talked about it beforehand. We did our little send off, all the little things. Okay. I think I've talked about it before. Just, you know, making sure I wasn't going to get into my emotions and all that. But he sent a cryptic message a couple of days later. And it was something that he and I would understand. And I understood it to mean that he was going to be back soon. Now, there's something called OPSEC. So he couldn't say, hey, I'm coming back tomorrow. But OPSEC, Operation Security, basically a set of rules that make sure that we do not impede upon the security measures set by the U.S. military to govern different operations, different missions. And when you tell people that some ship is going to be in a particular place or a particular battalion or a plane or what, you know, like when you say that they are going to be at this place at this time, and that goes through the channels of communication that we use these days, that can be a problem for the military, okay? They need to keep their secrets. And so for family members, we know better, right? So he didn't tell me outright, but there was a cryptic message. I knew who was coming. And my first reaction was, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, y'all, I had such a like eight-year-old girl moment, once I decoded that message, I was like, oh my gosh, he's coming back tomorrow. I'm so excited. Y'all I was so excited, y'all. Because, you know, and he was going to be gone for a while. So once I went through my eight-year-old little girl excitement, then I was like, oh snap, we need to start rearranging our life. Okay. So, you know, when someone shows up early, you have to like get yourself together because you are not necessarily prepared. And, you know, they say, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So things were still intact in my life, but I had to make some arrangements, y'all. And it really got me to thinking that when people show up early, it's like a little shuffle to get life together. You know what I mean? Like if people show up early for a potluck or for, especially if it's at your house, if you're cooking for people and they show up early and, you know, the greens are not done, or, you know, you didn't finish the pound cake or whatever it is. Oh, you're supposed to clear off the table. Or you're supposed to sweep the floor. And, you know, you got some boxes all in the middle of the living room. And that's a mess. Y'all, it's a shuffle. Is it not a shuffle when people show up early? So part of my shuffle, I had to start 
rearranging plans. Now I was talking to one of my friends, uh, shout out to Martina. She said she was already in the middle of her deep cleaning. And I was like, that is so true. You know, when they go off, a lot of people kind of do some cleaning. And I, in the same way, you know, you keep your cleaning up, but the deep cleaning, it takes some more time. And just imagine if they just show up while you're doing some really deep cleaning. So that really got me to thinking about that, just having to speed that process up. As for me, y'all, y'all know I keep it busy. I keep things moving. My life is full. And so I had already, (laughs) in a very short amount of time, scheduled to be out that Saturday, okay? So he's coming back on the weekday. I think they got back on Friday or whatever it was. And so they they were coming back and I was like, oh, snap. Am Am I gonna go out and do my like little festival slash museum extravaganza down in Tacoma, Washington? Y'all, I had to start rearranging plans because I was like, my husband is not that into some of the things that I was planning, which is why I planned it while he was gone. On top of that, some of the ladies, some of the other military spouses that I'm friends with, we were going to get together to do a walk. Y'all, they came back On the same day that we planned to do this walk, this boardwalk, stroller friendly, we're all getting together. It's going to be very cute. And all of a sudden, I'm like, couldn't say why, but I was like, yeah, let's just go ahead and cancel that for now. We we can reschedule um, some other time, right? Because they were getting back and we, we try to clear our schedules in those moments to be available. And people had to pick up spouses. Y'all, so much shuffling that had to be done. And, you know, it's funny, the other piece, arranging plans, y'all have camping plans, so many plans I'm rearranging with another friend because she's also a military spouse, spouse is on the same ship as my husband. So, yo, are we going to go camping for three days and leave our husbands at home? (laughs) Maybe in a lot of other circumstances, we would. It would be kind of a, a ladies thing. We would do that. But... For those who are in this lifestyle, you know it is important to maximize the time that you spend with your family, you spend with your spouse, whoever it is, right? Because they could be gone for weeks or months. And then you can do all the one-on-ones and the friend getaways that you want. So it doesn't make sense to everybody, right? But when you think about it, you want to maximize that time. So her and I were like, yeah, Probably will not do that camping trip with each other, but maybe we will, you know, do it with our spouses. So that had to be a rearranged. I was talking to one of my family members, and once again, it's a small thing, but it's a shuffle because I was saying that my spouse was away, right? I didn't say exactly when he left or whatever, but I was like, yeah, he's gone. And then all of a sudden, he was there. And then my grandma's like, oh, I thought you said that he was there or or that he wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they came in early. Oh, yeah, they actually left right after we talked. But I couldn't tell you explicitly that he left on that day before he left. So, y'all, just so many things to shuffle around when you have someone show up early on you. And, you know, that's why you have to keep your life right now. You know, with the, with this lifestyle, you have to keep things together, organized, because if you do not, 
it can be a mess to have to do the shuffle plus do that in the midst of a whole bunch of turmoil and wildness in your life, like things everywhere, documents everywhere, not sure where things are supposed to be or y'all, that just makes it even more stressful. And one last thing I'll say about the early homecoming shuffle is that it also moves up some plans that maybe you had for later when your spouse came back. So for example, you know, you had that conversation after they get back and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you are home and that you weren't out as long as we thought you were going to be. So now that that excitement is over, how about we talk about that XYZ thing, right? Or um, can we go ahead and get XYZ thing fixed? Yeah, maybe we should go ahead and put the car in the shop to get that thing repaired, right? Maybe we should do, I know we said we're going to do that later, but maybe can do it now right since you're home so that is always funny as well that you know you can go ahead and get the honeydew list out a little sooner than you expected so yeah y'all that early homecoming shuffle is is quite a dance quite a dance all right y'all moving on to the last portion of the podcast let me share with you all a little flash fiction and this one is called a view from her window. Jean settled into her richly detailed seafoam blue chaise lounge by the window. She crossed her legs over the scene of a mermaid trading shells with a sun goddess. The type of furniture you find in museums, except this piece was all hers. This chaise, an oasis in the pop art bright home she'd curated in her quiet corner of the world. Bill chirped in his cage beside her as if to say it's not that quiet in this corner of the world. He was correct after all, and Jean reached her hand into his eggshell white cage and caressed his matcha green feathers. The fuchsia painted enamel on her nails humored her. Bold choice for a 78-year-old. Jean returned her gaze to the picture outside her window, taking note of the daffodils in the planter box of the neighbor across the street. On a block full of stormy day gray condos with black trim, the daffodils were a nice touch. Yellow trumpeters, swaying not because of the wind in the air, but the artificial breeze of passerby. Passerby riding bikes or skateboarding or inlining or hoverboarding down the sidewalk. None walking on two feet. More motorized scooters and wheelchairs than people getting around the old-fashioned way, Jean thought out loud. Bill chirped in agreement. Though, of course, she wasn't so old-fashioned. Just fashionably old, she liked to say. But the way the youngsters zoomed around like fast-forwarded black and white movie reels? Jean didn't envy their world. Just the daffodils in her neighbor's planter box across the street that waved in the windless afternoon announcing their loveliness. Their bloom's symphonic representations, a herald or dutiful announcer of beauty and brightness to anyone paying attention, but of course their audience was Jean and her faithful parakeet Bill, and of course the homeowner. They were the only ones living in full color for miles. 
the rest of the world rushed by on wheels of two or four, and perhaps less and more. No one walked by leisurely, satisfied in their Kansas world when they could live in Oz. Like Jean and Bill. Enjoy the yellow brick road, or at least the yellow daffodil roads, just as they did on this windless Sunday afternoon, enjoying life the old-fashioned way like back in Jean's day. Not that she was old-fashioned, mind you. Just fashionably old compared to her young and drab milieu. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you have not checked me out, the website stationedwithstories.com is where you need to find me. Everything is there. And especially if you would like to read the pieces, the flash fiction pieces, you can read them on the website. And y'all, Instagram, stationed underscore story, the place that we know as Twitter, but it's now X, that is also stationed underscore story. And of course, wherever you are listening, give it all the stars, y'all. Get into that app and give it all the stars. Leave a comment and share. Share with a friend because that is what caring friends do, okay? And I will be back with you all next week. This is Station with Stories, and I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps. (laughs) 